Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, and happy Monday, December 4, 2023. We see the new Christmas stuff. This is the M&M Village. Some of you remember that when our kids were growing up um, in the 90s, especially the, I was probably the, the, the single most 90s and then the early 2000s. But they were making these M&M villages, but at the top of there'd be this big old candy cane shaped tube full of M&Ms and at the top would be one of these M&M characters. And so the, the kids would collect it. Well, the grandkids now came over, uh, these two of the granddaughters on the weekend and we dug out the M&M villages. You can't really see them all. A lot of them are the same and a lot of them are different, but it's pretty fun. Had a good time. Uh, the two girls in this, we have five grandchildren, but it was fun, fun, fun. This is the very first time that the oldest one, especially, both of them wanted to help carry the tree. They went and helped us pick out a tree, and they both wanted to decorate, especially the older one, maybe a little more than the younger one, wanted to help put the lights on the tree. It was kind of cool because uh, of the five grandkids, she's the oldest, and it was fun to see them hit an age. She's, a, I think, is 11, and where she wants to decorate, help decorate, and just really loved it. So... All right, well, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas and hope you're all enjoying this holiday season uh, where, of course, Jesus is the reason for the season. I always remember that. So, okay, let's go ahead and pull up. Here's an announcement. We need your help. Uh, we're going to be doing the intelligence briefing. Many of you watched the live intelligence briefing. I, I flew to with Doreen to uh, Warrior, Alabama. We flew into Birmingham, I think it was, and then drove there. And that went really, really well. It was very important. That was in uh, the very end of October, I think. Um, anyway, it was Warrior Alabama. It could have been in September. It goes so fast. But anyway, it's just a few weeks ago. Uh, it says live intelligence briefing. So we're going to start doing these across the country in 2024. And these are, we have one date set in March, which we'll announce later. We need a location, whether you, maybe you know of a church, or maybe you are a church, and that you could host this. And here's, in April, we want to be in the South Carolina area. And this is the area, Greenville, Anderson, Columbia, Charleston. I assume those are close together, but uh, these are what Robin gave us as potential cities. So even if they're not close, these would be, um, these would be the areas that he felt to consider for a live intelligence briefing in April. It's a one night event. We'd probably get there the night before set up and then, or early in the day, the Mike at ElijahListMinistries.com. That's who you're gonna email to if you know of a church that would love to host us. They need to be someone that already knows about, probably about Robin and Steve and Elijah Stream so that, so that we're all kind of of the same mind. So we're not gonna try and get a Baptist pastor who knows nothing about it to hope hostess and and then show up and say what are you guys doing get out here <laughs> anything like that because they don't understand the prophetic uh lincoln nebraska or kearney if that's how you say it kearney or kearney probably kearney and that's for may so those are the times those are the months we, we want to to find a weekend uh sometimes it's friday night but it's we're, it's not absolutely set just tell us what if you've got something Right. Mike is the one. Mike and Lori are the ones that get our wells done. They also work for us full time. So that's who you'll be talking to. All right. So it is now. What else do I want to do? Oh, let's let's do a quick uh, reminder of the wells that you're helping us dig. So keep that fresh. 
uppermost. Thank you, by the way, a reminder that we were in the final days of the year. This is when most of our, or the largest month of the year as far as donations. So I didn't want you all to miss out on that big month uh, in your year in giving, especially when you think tax deductions, you want to get those in before the 31st if you're gonna get a deduction on that. So let's go ahead and run one of those spots. Here we go. Clean drinking water, something most of us don't think twice about, but many people in Uganda don't have that luxury. You are helping to change that. Your generous giving to Elijah Streams has translated into clean water for thousands, but it's more than just numbers. It's about people. For instance, Joseph, Joseph and children like him walk for miles for water. Some can walk up to two to three hours a day. The problem? The water they work so hard to collect comes from dirty ponds, swamps, and rivers. It's contaminated and dirty. But when there aren't any other options, what choice do you have? See this pond? Joseph, who doesn't know how to swim, fell in. It was early morning and dark. Thankfully, his brother was with him collecting water that day and saved his life. You've given him and his family a new water well that's close by. There are so many more stories like Joseph, like Joy, Jacob, Safina, Teddy and Matthew. You are helping to solve a huge crisis water changes lives. Together, we can continue to bring clean water to more families in Uganda. Would you join us? Donate today at elijahsdreams.com slash donate. That's really good. And then, you know, we're, we're sending out an appeal letter for December that you'll get in the mail if you're on our list. Uh, and and uh, we invite you to be on anyone that's ever donated or even purchased something from our store. We should get a, a letter there, but we're telling the story there about a woman that lost her daughter. Her daughter did, in fact, drown. And he had an older sister there, too, but she did not know how to swim to go in and rescue the, the child. So the child was lost. And we then, it took seven years later, which was just this, this months ago, we, we put a new well right by this woman's house so that her daughter that she lost um, to have a drown, of course, she's with the Lord now, but now she can look and see probably, I believe she can look and see that that her daughter and that story uh, opened the way for the, the, the local village to get a water well right at her mom, mom's, right. I don't know exactly how close it is to her mom's house, but right there somewhere. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for that. Time to bring in Johnny Enloe Unfiltered. So here we go with Johnny. 1349 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Well, Merry Christmas, Johnny. Good to have you back as always. Uh, we've got a serious subject to, to uh, talk about today. And I, as I told you up there, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm kind of dreading it because when you talk about serious subjects, you kind of got to do some examine yourself, examine the church, examine the body of Christ. And it's not always fun work, but um, what did you title this? With? They, they forgot to give that to me and I forgot to write it down. Well, it was either when a spiritual giant sins 
or when a spiritual giant falls okay. and um, either one's yeah. either one's uh, uh, the same. Right before we get started on that, I will do something. Um, I don't know if it's, uh, it was definitely a little bit lighter. Okay. We've, been, we've been blowing the shofar and having reports of gold showing right. up in the teeth. And it it is, I think immediately after our program last week, I had like um, uh, four in just a few hours. And there's this phenomenon of all the, of all the teeth still being, doesn't have to stop there. The corner teeth, uh, you know, whether it would be your molar, your wisdom tooth, oh, whatever. Right. It's always um, that. And I think there's a secondary message there that's that's taking place let me show actually we can just show um uh, yeah we have two pictures right two graphics so this is a gentleman and he has told me he's like i can't remember if he said 20 25 years he has not even been to the dentist and but he prayed and when the shofar blew and then when he finally decided to check there's a whole story uh with it um he has two as, as you see right there um, two absolutely golden teeth. I'm trying and to figure out what I'm seeing there. Is he, is that his tongue or is that his? That's his finger pulling his, that's him doing that. Okay. And, and showing. So he's trying to show the, the two teeth that are, that are there by pulling. Okay. So okay. that's his finger pulling it back. Okay. Got it. So that, and then it's, it just makes it so you see it all on its own. And then the other pictures are a little confusing too, but you, if you realize what you're looking at, yeah, it's go ahead. It's like transparent uh, set of teeth. It's like, go ahead and show that other one. Go ahead. And show. So this was actually something someone sent in the in the mail, and the reason it's all pink because this they're again they're they're turning their mouth inside out. There, we'll say, and the yeah. far right tooth is the one that showed up um, totally, totally golden, and uh, it has some other. Uh, I don't know what those lines are. Some. It, it's, it's a piece of paper. I think they sent it, sent it to me on, but it's just another uh, proof and evidence. There's, a, and again, there's just the best stories coming with nice. these and how it changes everything for them from there's the practical part. They have teeth that had uh, cavities and holes that they were never going to get taken care of that are taken care of. And then it's the fact that God did this for them. And so the awareness of God, we have to show God at work. You know, he keeps blessing yeah, us. And you know what? God cares about that thing. Uh, the I, I don't know if I've ever told this to this group, but we took on one project a year ago, year and a half ago, starting that, where we there was a very dear lady, strong, uh, we've known her for years and years and years. She had no teeth, no teeth. And yet she's probably, I guess her age bracket is probably about 50. I don't know for sure. No teeth. And she's not like a person that has lost them slowly, but they had to be replaced. And and then the, she took her to Mexico and they destroyed her mouth. So then she had, now she's teethless, toothless. So we took it on as an Elijah Streams uh, project. And, and it was a year, year and a half project, many, many trips to the dentist. And and when she, I, she showed it to me like this early this year, we went to Bend and she came up to me. And she says, you've given me my life. And she's talking about you, Elijah Streams viewers, have given her her life back. And God gave her a brand new set of teeth. Um, very expensive. But you know what? For that smile and for that life that she got back, God cares about teeth. He just does. He does. And so we may not, we'll go into a little bit of a more serious tone here in a moment. And so 
I'm not led yet by the Holy Spirit to blow the shofar at the end of of, of today's uh, program, but you can go. I think it's episode 81 and 83. I blow the shofar at the end, and really there's a place where you open your mouth and say, Lord, I need some teeth, teeth work, dental work. And if you want to uh, be open to that again, uh, please, please do that because he's still... This is God at work, you know. So you're saying if they see one of the, one of those episodes where you blow it, th- something could happen as a result of while they're watching. That's I, one of the ones I got this week. Is like they weren't live, they weren't anything. They went and listened to the shofar being blown both on episode 81 and 83. Then were afraid to look in their mouth when they finally did. Ha! Ah! It was. Uh, <laughs> wow. It was. It was there. And so, and again, I think uh, the secondary message is about um, gold. And it becoming the cornerstone asset for the world's economy. I believe the time for that is happening. That's where we're going uh, of big interest. In the last 24 hours, gold has gone skyrocketed to its highest in history ever. It has, hasn't it? And silver, silver up there, by the way, too. Do you follow that a little bit? Yeah. Both, yeah. They're both they're both doing that but interesting the gold part with again we have this phenomenon of it um showing up on these teeth and specifically the cornerstone teeth wow and then wow. we're seeing and there's a reason when it's shooting up like this it means there's a dumping of other um other assets no longer considered assets yeah. and so that's why it's it's doing that so anyway cool. that's just yeah. um i think a cool thing Minimal, you have to, for those listening, it's like, what's the point of gold teeth? I think Steve was already telling you, it's very important for people. But then if it were, if it were for no other reason, then it's proof God is at work and that he did something supernatural. We are all always in great need for evidences of God at work. And it tells us yeah. God, God at so work. Good. I mean, I if you're like me, most people are that have this or they would love to know. Like if I were to ask anybody who says, I don't believe this, I don't believe this, that God would do that. My question to them would would be, if you knew God would do that, not only do it for someone, but would do that for you, that he was willing to do that, would that be good news to you? Right. Nobody's going to say, no, no, that doesn't make, that wouldn't be good. They're going to say, well, if it was true, of course it would be good news. Well, it's good news. Absolutely. So, all right, Steve. Well, here's, we've, broached on the subject we're going before again we're going under when a spiritual giant sins when a spiritual giant falls and we're talking about a good spiritual giant and in in the past few weeks we've just mentioned that there was a situation where um mike bickle was named and i was really making my point that i wasn't going on the record about mike uh, but i was going on the record that i believed the women. And I believed those that were saying there was something that needed to be looked into and looked at. And my history with that, which I'll review for those who are watching this for the very first time. Back in 1992, my wife and I, Elizabeth and I, went to a church called Chapel Hill Harvester Church in Atlanta, Georgia, Bishop Earl Polk. And we had been there um, for some time, Elizabeth longer than I. It's actually where we got married. I had been there five years, I think Elizabeth 10 years. And um, uh, without going through, Dre and I used to watch him all the time when we lived in Florida. I was thirty-five years old. I was amazed at the at the man of God. I really was. Then, well, we were too. And 
we bought a house right in the community with all the pastors. We live with the pastors. Elizabeth and I, back in 1992, had on the official computer 3,000 people under us, either Ooh. in some capacity. And that's from a, a wow. volunteer. I, you know, they asked me if I wanted to be a pastor on staff. I said no. And but from a volunteer standpoint, we were uh, we were over the couples ministry. We were over the singles ministry, and we basically uh, pastored uh, leaders. But I began to discern something. And so then I went to his own daughter, who was a pastor there, uh, Bishop Polk's own daughter. And I said, there's something rotten at the core here. And then she essentially she first said, uh, and I said, we are leaving. And she said, Johnny, why? You can have anything you want. You're the fastest rising star here. I said, I don't need any more position here. I, I, that's when I went to what I was discerning. And then she was kind of surprised how I pinpointed what it was. And she confirmed it all. And, really? um, and she just sort of unraveled. When wow, spiritual... so she, didn't, she didn't try and cover it up. No, wow, she just kind of like when spiritual authority allows, makes room for sexual immorality and has spiritual reasons for it. And then she told how, yeah, I won't go into the stories, but it was, it was, she just started unraveling and, and wow. telling it all. And anyway, what came out of it, I ended up, he didn't want to meet in person. So I confronted him through a letter and um, told him of five steps of repentance he had before the Lord that I knew um, beyond a shadow of doubt, the things I had, I ended up, I think I've shared this before. I'll, I'll uh, let's see if we can, this right uh, here has, wow. I still have the record of, um, well, there's just one part that has 10 um, signed affidavits from women, the process they went for being, um, sexually seduced um, by this ministry, primarily him. And it was done through in a spiritual way. Uh, there was an enabler, a female prophetess that was part of enabling it and all that kind of stuff. And so because I was uh, confronting, and even though I was doing it behind the scenes more than anything, I the, the church filed a lawsuit for $24 million mm. um, uh, against me because they knew I wasn't afraid and I was uh, challenging it boldly though i was doing it behind the scenes they had to drop it the judge uh you know chewed them out for we'll just say the ridiculousness in suing members that are saying i have signed affidavits that you have abused sexually abused women and it was part of a seduction etc 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 so anyway i have this history it, it, can you clarify one thing you said you said it was done in a spiritual way define what that means when you say it was done in a spiritual way when they a spiritual way is why they uh, they as pastors in, in different cases, it would be why they have uh, permission for this, that to the pure, all things are pure and God doesn't pay attention. They literally say, honey, God's not looking at a piece of paper. There are ministries that are established in heaven. And if we do ministry together, it actually strengthens, fortifies the bond. So in of- other words, in short form, God says this is OK with what anything you and I do, even if you're a minor child. Or a married woman? Is that, am I reading that about right? Well, that's the way it, the, they had the, the the doctrine of authority. Spiritual authority is that your responsibility as a member is just to obey, because the Bible says, "Obey them; they have the rule over you. Submit to them; they watch over your soul." And so, that is the only thing you have to know: is did they ask you to do it? You do it. And if they're wrong, God will judge them. And so that's because people always ask, why did they go along? Didn't they know better? 
Well, when you're taught and when you believe that sort of doctrine, that that literally um, your responsibility is to obey that person and that person is one that has its another level of accountability, then you fall and quote, fall for it. But when you're a baby Christian and that's who's taught you the things of God and that's where you even came to the Lord, you know, you're just like and and then when you have the person you would by default go to and question what the leader, pastor, bishop is doing to you, um, they would say, it's okay. It's okay, sweetie. This is a special relationship. Oh, man. And what was uh, probably more troubling is that we ended up finding out. So in these, the mistresses broke. They realized it was wrong in some degree or another. And so they began to talk. And what then happened was, um, I, you know, it was bad enough that I was just blown away that this was happening right under my nose. This man who I thought was a great spiritual leader and, and, and spiritual father and all that kind of stuff. And is like, I, this was just unbelievable. But then it was like the 10 top uh, speakers that would come to the church and were well known in the body of Christ at the time. Um, I also knew from the mistress that broke, she's like, there's like a mistress club and like the main uh, leaders all had mistresses. And so I now knew about 10 of the famous names and their mistresses. And I was like, oh, my God. And so the 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 enormity. Were, were these something that even the wives of these uh, men approved of or did, were they all in the dark and they, they, they were just getting away with having a mistress? I didn't go into I didn't go into that. Um, okay, just wondered if you knew. Okay. It, in you know, in some cases, they're the same trip is put on them. They find out and they're told, you know, why it's okay, mm -hmm. and um, and they either believe it or they're like, well, we lose the family, we lose everything. I can't support you anymore if you blow up the ministry, and so a wife is is held uh, under kind of a hostage, sort yeah, of, yeah, kind of hostage from that. But there's different different levels, different stories for, for it all. Anyway, um, you know, it was, it was, it was massive. It was terrible. What was just, I don't know. One of the most troubling things is we couldn't get a voice in the body of Christ that we, we couldn't get a spiritual leader that would listen. I had again, a hundred and something pages of proofs and evidence and I had everything and we couldn't get we we attempted it through all the supposed means of spiritual authority, their organizations, body of Christ leaders that have received them, et cetera. And nobody would, no matter how much evidence was brought. We just said, we're not asking you even to rule. We're just asking you to see, just see what the information we have. So it was unbelievable and it was more expanded than than what I thought. And even since then. You know, there's there's another situation some years after that where um, there is a, a household name in the body of Christ, particularly then. If we told you that we had to do some confrontation behind the scene because he was embracing um, uh, he was embracing uh, uh, polygamy, essentially, as being OK, because like David, David had many wives. And this is something the Lord allows for the spiritually. Um, anointed and advanced. And so just like the Lord didn't remove his anointing from David. And so, and then don't touch the Lord's anointed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so in his case, eh, I'm trying to figure out how much else I'll, I'll say, but 
Um, I won't put his his name out there because he did respond to correction and said he had learned. And um, and so but it was starting to go to the next generation. We'll put it that way. Hmm. So I have watched when you don't when it doesn't stop where it needs to stop, it continues. And then it starts to go to the next generation, especially if there's any ministry legacy and whatever. So this takes us to I was really, really troubled this morning. Someone send me. Uh, really, uh, the interactions of uh, Mike Bickle with who goes by? I think she's going by Doe or Jane Doe. Jane Doe is what they're calling it. Yeah, she's been was in, she's been in ministry with them for decades, and with IHOP Kansas City. And so, this is um, is a YouTube. Um, I won't call it an expose because it's a young couple, and I don't remember their name uh, right now. Perhaps. Julie, maybe you could type, find that out and type it so we can say that. And so this young couple, I believe with um, great maturity, processed through these emails that were between, they're in October of this year, between Mike Bickle and the woman's husband. And it is, it it really, and it's not just irritated. I mean, it brought the righteous anger of God. Oh, really? It was a repeat of what we saw back in the 1990s where there's spiritual language and um, where, where they neither uh, confess, deny, but it's really a denial the, w- the way, way it is. And then there's pressure put on the women and what they're going to bring down and how they're going to cause shame to the body of Christ and to themselves and to everybody else. Do and then- you remember that, you know, I want to make sure you don't forget this because we talk, just before we came on the air, I said, can you try to remember to say that? There was something where where he, the, the woman was written to by Mike and says it, something about the narrative. What was he appealing to her about the narrative that she, that she oh, would he's, he's ask the Holy Spirit? What's God's narrative for my life? And um, and so meaning and if if he was truly what innocent, is, if I was mean? most accused, what, what would that mean? By the way, do you even know what that would mean? What it means, see. Mike has taught this thing. If you confess your sin and this delete. And so God has you, there's no sins attributed to you. And so it's deleted. So ask him what his, uh, um, you know, narrative is for you is that he's clear and free. Well, here's the problem with that is that is true before the Lord. When you confess your sins before the Lord that you've done before the Lord, it works that way. But when your sin extends to people, uh, you can't go to the Lord and just say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did to him uh, or her. You have to go. It's biblical as well. You go and you repent, you confess and you get it cleared that way. So this is where there's confusion in the body of Christ as well over the issue of uh, forgiveness and confession. I think so. The, the young couple is Blaze and Christina that I think did a very mature yeah. job. I want to commend them. It's a yeah, hard last thing. Last name is F-O-R-E-T. I don't know. I don't know how you say it. For a or something like for it. Yes. And so it's a YouTube. Um, it's We're going to put it. We'll put that link in the chat and in the description so that you can click on it and watch it. Because I watched it this morning as well. It was, it's like I just, you know, I, I, I'm touring between how do, what does the Bible mean about having a spirit of gentleness, blah, blah, blah. and And at the same time. Yeah, and and we're going to cover some of those because that is my greater interest. This is really not about um, uh, taking on and accusing Mike from that standpoint. This is really processing for the body of Christ. That becomes my interest because 
even back in 1992, we, we saw um, thousands, upwards of 5,000, maybe 10,000 leave uh, what was the fastest growing church in America. And, and most of them, their walk with the Lord was devastated forever. And it's partially mm. because nobody validated the fact that leaders in the body of Christ needed to make a statement, this is not acceptable. Mm. And what we have even right now, as it relates to Mike, is we have major leaders already going on the record without it having seen um, and hearing, we'll say, the evidence from the other side. They quickly jump to and say, this is witchcraft. This is an attack from the enemy. This, and I've been watching this stuff for decades in the body of Christ. So this is no, this is no new surprise. It's, like me. it's almost like they're following a script. If I understand, you know, if you didn't know better, you would think they were going to page three and now, now say this because they keep doing the same thing. It's a good old boys network of we'll cover you. You cover us when it's our turn. And, and I'll give in shortly why leaders defend each other. I have two reasons. We'll get to that in a, in a moment, why leaders defend each other. And um, uh, in, the, in the face of this, and I'll go ahead and say something that people might need to hear right away. Yes, Satan is the accuser of the brethren, but good shepherds are the protector of the sheep. So just keep those, put those in the same hat. So it is, it is not, there's nothing commendable about someone being discovered doing predatory behavior, which the Bible would call being a wolf. So if there's predatory behavior, we'll just say this situation since we're addressing it. Mike was 42. This young lady was 19. So th this is predatory behavior. And you're the spiritual leader. And, and, and you're, you're the one um, saying biblical uh, norms can be set aside for uh, in the relation at a relational level. And then you have the, the young woman instructed to lead Psalm 51 repentance prayers of Lord, forgive us for what we just did. And um, when you're the 42 year old spiritual father, so that's why I just, <clears throat> I have four daughters as well, six sisters. And so there's a part of this. Wow. And I remember the 10 women, there is something that you're going to get some of my personal uh, growls going on, on on through this thing. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And it, and it, it, it is uh, nothing about um, wanting to see another ministry uh, go down. They will do and they're doing right now the same thing that was done to me. Incredibly though I had 10 signed affidavits and then we had proof. And then the person that was, there was pedophilia involved and that young lady, when she turned 19 sued and, and um, as a settlement uh, out of court that she was, she was paid. And so there was pedophilia um, going on, but this, you know, this thing just continued on and on because it wasn't addressed in the way it was uh, um, supposed to, there was something else that was going to go direction, but I'm, I'm going to back up and stick with my, um, well, and on the, you mentioned that a couple of times when you say the 10 affidavit to clarify, these are 10 women who said this all happened to me. And even with that signed affidavit in that notebook that's behind you or that album, whatever you call it, the document, the documents, the whole thing. Great leaders came alongside and said, no, 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 no. Leave this man alone. He's and not only that, the narrative that went out was that I 
was wanting to take over the church. Uh, that's a, that's part of the script too, isn't it? That's the script going on right now. So you have, uh, what is it? Dwayne Roberts. And uh, listen, there's people, Alan Hood, uh, Dwayne Roberts and Michael Sullivan. These are men of God to be respected best I can tell in every kind of way. I've done ministry with Alan Hood uh, together. We did a conference in California a few years ago. And, and um, uh, you know, I found him to have great integrity. Michael Sullivan had been a friend for many years. These are people walked closely with Mike for many years. And um, let's see, uh, Dwayne Roberts, Alan Hood, Michael Sullivan, I think maybe Dean Briggs as well. There's These are names within IHOP. This is not just, they have seen the evidence. They have seen the written out um, uh, information. And so you don't have just some, the whole typical thing. Some Jezebel's trying to bring down the ministry. This is not a Jezebel trying to bring down the ministry. These, are you able to report these men that you just named and you had said you had great respect for them? They've seen it. And what is their response? Those they're four. standing up. They're saying they're the ones trying to do the confrontation. They're the ones okay. last I knew Mike wouldn't meet with. They're okay. the ones bringing it to the yeah, board. We didn't know that until you just said that. No, that's because you asked the, that. Yeah. They're the okay. ones. So there's a report also. And this is worth me telling about as well. It goes by the Roy's report, R-O-Y-S report. And uh, otherwise T-R-R. And it's, I think it also goes by Julie Roy. And so uh, Julie Roy, I don't know if it's julieroy.com, but she's the one reporting and releasing information. And uh, it's a, it's a website that for some time has been, we'll say in the exposure business. And it started out with her own story, uh, I think at Moody, Moody something, Moody Institute and working there and finding stuff that was, um, out of whack and confronting it and then running into kind of, uh, you know, I, I just say this is the mafia in the body of Christ. Cause this is kind of, I'm going to preface what we're saying. This is a time I could be talking about what God is exposed, uh, the stuff being exposed in society, even in the last week is wow. Amazing. But if we think this is not going to happen in the church, cause that's what the Lord showed me that I've been telling over and over. Yeah, I'm yeah. removing the mafia at the top of the mountains where there's a mafia mentality in the body of Christ wow. that says you should cover the person that's either famous or anointed, no matter what he does. And we need him to bad. We're going to address. Wow, you're putting the label mafia. That's pretty hardcore. But I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I just never thought of it in those terms. Well, I'm going to tell you, Steve, I ran into it. I was directly, I may have mentioned it here before, the bishop's brother, who was the co-pastor, sent a young man to tell me the next time we were in public, met in public, one of us was going to leave dead. Whoa. And then I was told by another family member, he carries a weapon in his car and uh, at all times. And then he was parking his car in front of our our house uh, in a repeated fashion. Of course, in the way I countered that, I told the young man, I said, go back and tell the pastor the next time we see meet in public, he does not need to commit suicide. So that was my <laughs> way of um, that was my way of, uh, of of confronting it. But it's it's mafia like there are death threats that go on that level. And and those who have gone into these inner circle of these mega wow. ministries 
will tell you this is what you face. Wow. And 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 I mean that's be- like I mean that 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 is uh yeah. like a mafia, isn't it? That literally lives are at stake or could be in some cases. Wow. I mean you're not you're probably not saying that's going to happen in most cases about death threats or well the the deal is when you face losing like if you're honest you yeah. might lose your ministry you might lose your family you might lose your wealth then and someone's already in compromise it's not a very and if they're already in a, adultery that they yeah. and it's not simple adultery to me this is like spiritual pedophilia uh, uh which is another level when you will use your spiritual um, title and reputation and the fact that you are honored and respected as a spiritual giant, and you will yeah. use that and, and impose on someone who's younger. And, and, and it often, you know, they'll do it. They'll be patient. They'll do this for weeks and months and years and simultaneously be telling them how valuable they are for the ministry and how much anointing they carry and honor them publicly and, and be honoring them um, uh, with prophetic words and and other things, and then um, doing it at the same time. The, the seduction process. Anybody who would blame the victory victim just has no idea of what level of, uh, of manipulation is done for them to fall into this. That you think is well, in this black and white, you don't do this. Well, what's also black and white, to say it again, is obey your spiritual authority. Honor the, whether it's the apostle, the prophet, the leader. But I'm going well, to... You know, I mean, that even outside of the whole adultery thing and, and, and any of the subject area that we've been talking about today, I grew up and I came into the 90s and the 2000s, or maybe, maybe 90s is better, but especially during those days, we were taught there was a book written about the tale of three kings, and it was like you just don't speak against the person who's your pastor; he's the anointed. And I took that to heart. Now I didn't know of anybody that was doing anything like that at the time, but I was not so much as going to say one thing about it, no matter how much I thought their theology was wrong, no matter how much I thought they might be against me, no matter how much I thought whatever if they were in spiritual authority i mean that had nothing to even to do with the but i can't even imagine how that would you know affect someone who had been molested raped or whatever the case i'm not putting that on any particular name we've said i'll let god do that but i'm just saying you know so exactly steve let me go through, i'm going to try to hit all these points that okay. i that i wrote yeah. down so this thing called the roy's report by julie roy oh, yeah, and just right. i will tell you there's leaders in the body of christ just hearing me say you're defending her she's the one that's being used by the enemy to expel etc 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 well it has nothing to do with agreeing with uh, i think uh you know spiritually on all i don't think we're on the same page on everything but she loves the lord she's a believer and and for for their ministry, for what they do, this this is I, I got this from their website. Reporting unvarnished truth about what's happening in the Christian community, so the church can be reformed and restored. Well, I'm gonna say that one more time. Reporting unvarnished truth about what's happening in the Christian community, so the church can be reformed and restored. That's as opposed to just doing cover up, cover up, sweeping under the rug, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so if you go there, 
You, she has articles and things on Jerry Falwell, Liberty University, James McDonald, the Episcopal Church. They just come out with 300 pages of bylaws. 70 pages are dedicated to the church's sprawling protocol for responding to accusations of clergy misconduct. So the Episcopalian the church has 70 pages just on how to handle clergy misconduct. Uh, she takes on Willow Creek. John MacArthur, Robbie Zacharias, I said uh, James McDonald, uh, Jerry uh, Hillsong, Jerry Falwell, Southern Baptist, and the hundreds of pastors that they reported, and and were all of these? Excuse me, Johnny. Were these all on sexual things, or were they other things? Ninety percent on sexual. Some are uh, just other. Um, I'll just clarify. I don't believe that John MacArthur was sexual, but it okay. was demeaning someone who had been sexually abused by a leader oh, okay. in, in, All right. in some way. But so one of the reasons I'm mentioning this is because I've been asked about my statement that I made almost two and a half years ago on church exposure, that the time for church exposure and yeah. it's going to be one after another, after another, after another. Well, if you go read her page and you'll find them, I, I just not going to do it every time because it's not the assignment that I have in order to tell all, but it yeah. really has for the last two years, it has been all these things I'm telling you are from the last two, two and a half years. And it's one after another, after another, after another. And, you know, it's, there does have to be, uh, this has, this has to stop and it doesn't need to just stop with the body of Christ. will take it. You know, you just have to take it. It's, it's, if you can imagine I don't know if people are aware, but mafia bosses are by and large uh, popular with their people. And why? Because they do them favors. They're very they're gregarious and they're giving. And except for the minuscule percentage of victims that they prey on, it goes well for everybody else around them. And so people don't want the government to go after the mafia bosses. They don't want people because they're yeah. the ones there. There's yeah. benefits they're getting. And so the body of Christ has a little bit of this. And we got to, as we'll say, as the members in general, you got to stop approving things in that kind of way. If you haven't heard, even the charity organizations that are involved in human trafficking and sex trafficking, they are. And I'll say a name. None of these are my accusations are things that are out there. And, and you hear the Clinton Foundation, um, who not only. Were they, has it been reported by many, including a high government leader to me personally from Haiti telling me that, that they're involved in child trafficking, but they actually held, and I don't know who holds it right now, the national hotline number for human trafficking. That's who you call. And in and other so, words, they're presenting themselves as the great white savior of children in Haiti and other places, and they're absolutely complicit in the trafficking of children. This is be blatant. Just to be blatant. And so what they will actually, I don't know what the percentage is, but you will see it's probably 90 something percent that they're actually doing something for. But you do that in order to have access to the victims you want. Now, how many of you would feel like it's okay for them to do that? Well, they're doing enough good that it's okay. You know, it's too bad 10% are losing their life and becoming part of adrenochrome and whatever else goes on. Is that okay? Well, it's not okay in the household of God either. It doesn't matter how much blessing they're releasing. If they're also doing that, that that's mafia. Well, you know, and by the way, along those lines, we, 
we set our heart because it was the word of the Lord. One part of it came through you where we were supposed to keep our our and are supposed to keep our eyes open for the best of the best trafficking restoration. And we have been warned from different camps, be careful of who you pick because some of the ones you think are the best are trafficking children right under the, your noses while they're saying we're here to stop trafficking. So I just want people to know that we're, we're very well aware of that. We have to be so careful. So how much more is that with hundreds? Of, how many churches are there? And you said there's 400,000. <laughs> Oh, 400,000 okay, well. churches in America. And yeah. so and I'm just saying at the mega level, it's particularly so because you have this um, star, whether you call it, you know, someone can become a star because somebody um, idolizes the apostolic. So if yeah. someone has the name of an apostle or prophet, they're like, ooh, untouchable. And so you can't say anything. Or it can just because they have so many followers. They're so big. You know, well, they have a massive church and there's millions uh, of people that follow. And so there is a starstruck thing where you're not allowed to challenge the star star there or think or you shouldn't think wrong of them or the people don't even want to because there's such a swirl of stardom uh, around them. And so this is we're not trying to encourage uh, suspicion and paranoia at all. But once there is something uh, that's clearly pointed out um, and in and in multiple ways and, and I'll just say, you know, I happen. It's, there, it's not for those of you who've heard with the Mike Bickle thing, there's, well, it's just, well, even if it was just this one woman, if you read the nature of how the seduction goes and how he's trying to cover it up now, something in your spirit should rise up or you are compromised. You're talking about the video we gave the link to today. Yep. When you watch the video, you probably something is going to rise up in you because you're going to go, now I see it with my own eyes. Now but, I hear, you know, yeah. But believe me, she's not the only one. Okay. Yeah. And I, 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 I know that from multiple ways and and <clears throat> don't want to have to produce that um, here. And I'm not here. I'm not here making the point of this is not accusations against Mike Bickle. I'm yeah. saying I believe I believe the spiritual leaders who are standing up and said, we have seen the evidence. We believe it. It's true. He should be out of ministry. And I, I believe the ladies that have said it, named it in clear ways. And there's ones, and I will tell you, there are ones that aren't coming out. Now, this happened. This is a truth from Earl Polk's days as well. There was one who couldn't tell the truth till 14 years later. We knew, I knew 1992 that she was involved with the bishop. She couldn't tell till 14 years later. Wow. It was, she didn't get strong enough to do it. She didn't see things clear enough. And, um, and so, you know, she tells her, her husband and and he he, he harms physically uh, the bishop and and other wow. other things uh, like that. And so, but I will say, you know, if by perchance one of you who hasn't been bold enough because you you like I have nothing to gain, I will be run over by the body of Christ. They'll say you should have known better, or you're so devastated yourself and now being fully fully aware that this was not permitted by God. Um, the path is hard either way, but trying to keep the secret from now on is going to be harder and harder. I asked you a question of, I, I just, just working on the air. Yeah. I said, so what about the woman that, that didn't come forward or can't come forward or it's just too much. And then they're saying, and this was the example I gave and I'll let you respond how you did. But I, the example I gave is they're saying to themselves, not only do I not want to destroy this man's life since this was 20 years ago, when he did this, in my case, they might say, but they they might say to themselves, 
I don't want to do this and destroy him when maybe I was complicit because uh, I was part of the formula of this thing. What, what was your thoughts on that? Well, well my thoughts are they, they don't really, we haven't found them to be thinking so much that I was complicit. Some do, but those who realize how young they were and how gullible they were and how believing and trusting they were, okay. they know they know that was the reason. It's it's really not really to protect the guy, the pastor, the leader anymore. It is they have so little to gain. They have nothing to gain. They only have conscious to gain. They have they're hanging on. Will it help somebody else if I tell? Will it make yeah. somebody else? Will it stop him from doing it again? And if in their mind they go, well, maybe he's old enough that he's not going to do it again. And with the other ones, they're counting on the other ones being brave enough and all that kind of stuff. But um, it, it really will ultimately do good for your soul and spirit if you go ahead and, and you know, just come well, clean yourself. It, so, you're, yeah, so you're just clearly saying it's probably going to do more good than harm if you come forward, even after all these years. I'll just say that, that the healing for the young lady I'm talking about didn't really happen until she it was painful. And it was painful for the initial months of letting it out. And why did you? And how come you didn't tell us back then? And you could have stopped this. And uh, because it's the truth, because she didn't come out uh, when she could have come out. He he did continue to have victims. And so that is a reality. There was the assumption he was going to stop because he was in his 60s. It didn't. And and so those are other matters. But let me let me just say so. Um, Back to this Julie, Julie Roy and what she's doing. If okay. the body of Christ grows up and we have some internal process where we're not just a good old boy's cover up machine, yeah. then someone like Julie Roy doesn't have to. This is not necessarily the biblically ordained way, uh, divine order that God would have this done where someone is just having to be courageous, take all the, the hits and arrows from everybody. And and so we're not I, I'm not. Only I'm pray, only thing I'm praising her is understanding she ran into the machinery herself and realized, oh my goodness, uh, I, I got to be a part of representing those who are getting run over in the in the mafia way. Big church and big Christian ministries operate. So I applaud her for that. Um, and and in it again, uh, you know, there's people taking pot shots at the prophetic now and at the NAR. National app uh, because of Mike Bickle and all they're tying it all together. Well, just go see her website. You'll see it's Baptist, Episcopalian, Catholic. It's all over the place. It's uh, it's about human nature and, can, can and not I, about. Uh, a can perspective. I ask you a question that's occurring to me right now? Is Johnny and and then hopefully I'm not throwing off on the flow, but is God, the Father God up in heaven? concerned that if this hits the fan more that that the international house of prayer is going to be devastated and prayer won't be what it what it should be so he's somehow has skin in the game and he he doesn't want it to hit the fan so much what would you say well i'd like to answer that with um with the scripture i've been wanting to go to okay. right here okay. Steve, and it really uh does it does a good job and i you know, there's a couple passages we want to look at. One's out of the book of Numbers uh, 25. And um, in Numbers 25, verse 1, it says, Now Israel remained in Acacia Grove, and the people began to commit harlotry with the women of Moab. Hmm. So the people are doing this, and we won't go into the deeper storyline other than to say 
that it couldn't be stopped. And now they were starting to do it more openly. There was a brazenness, and now they were doing it openly in front of the congregation. So it, verse 7, now when Phineas, the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he arose from the congregation and took a javelin in his hand, and he went after the man of Israel into the tent, thrust both of them through the man of Israel and the woman from Moab through her body. So the plague was stopped among the children of Israel. And and so the Whoa. plague was stopped because it says, and those who died in the plague were 24,000. All right. So that sounds way you go way. That's Old Testament severe and all that kind of stuff. So there's a plague. Twenty four thousand die because of immorality as a plague going on in the body of Christ and nobody stops it. Well, Phineas is not only praised there and we're going to bring some understanding to what you're saying. Old Testament versus New Testament. But in in it's not something he just did there. But in Psalms 106 and verse 30. They might. I might have given that. Uh, let me see if we can find it here. There it is. It's up there. Okay. Then Phineas stood up and intervened, and the plague was stopped. And then the next verse says, and that was accounted to him for righteousness to all generations forevermore. Wow. So it even brings it up again that the person who stood up and said, this kind of immorality cannot go on. And it was a severe way they responded. So here's here's the statement you're all trying to figure out how that works in a New Testament context. Context. So being all right. So he'll he'll disappear in a minute. Yeah, that happens every once in a while. Yeah, and I'll just say this: just before we came on, Johnny was very uh, careful to say to me, Steve, even before we go on, my point of the today's show is not to uh, attack Mike Bickle and accuse accuse and all that, but his his point is to believe the women believe in other words take the focus off of attacking uh but believe the women and it's 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 quite a bit different from that so it says coming back down he says so he's anyway very serious subject very serious subject i remember we went to a church in florida in the 90s same time period when we were watching earl paul and and this is in the i won't say the name of the community but not too far from tampa and uh, the the pastor was amazing. He was the worship leader and the pastor. I'd never heard. I would weep. I, you know, I don't weep a lot, but when I do, it's really to good um, anointed worship. And I would weep almost every time he would lead worship. We moved away there because it's moved back out here to the Northwest. Is again, this is like 1990, and we found out that he that his secretary was sitting in the congregation, pregnant with his child, uh, the whole time he was doing that. So, I mean, it's sobering to know what a man of God, I'm sure this happens with women of God too, can justify and how they can still have the anointing of worship and in hearts worship God. I don't know what they're worshiping him for. If they're, if they're doing all that, are they worshiping him because they're thankful that he's allowing so much? I don't, I can't even figure out what will go on uh, in a person's uh, mind like that. So, Okay, thank you. Here you are. We you were right in the middle of a sentence and you froze. I don't know if you saw it right away or if we just saw it on our end. I saw it right away. The power blew here. Oh, the so, power did. What did you just said? Well, that's what I was. I w- it was a very serious moment. I was saying, and that that would be good um, to hear. I was like, huh. So, enemy doesn't want this out. So, thank you, angels, for coming and covering the situation as as well. 
So yeah. we are talking about something um, uh, spiritually important. We're talking about, um, okay, I was going, being under grace, this is what I was about to say. Okay. Being under grace doesn't mean the offense is any less severe. It only means the corrective measure need not be as severe. Okay. What I'm saying is that you're like, no, 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 sexual immorality was bad in the Old Testament. It's not bad in the New Testament because we're under grace. No, it's that's still bad. You you read the Old Testament to understand how severe and serious it is considered, but yeah. then there's the grace of God where you literally can say, Jesus, forgive me. I receive your forgiveness as far as your personal getting it right with him. You do yeah. still have to make right with somebody else, just like yeah. you understand that in the natural. If you commit murder, God can forgive you, but there are consequences uh, uh, going going this way. So we want to understand that this thing of sexual immorality being rampant in the body of Christ, some of it's because at a leadership level, it's rampant. And there, we need some fear of the Lord uh, to come back uh, regarding it. So Phineas's name means bold protection. And he's the one that stood up and with the javelin is like, this thing has to be stopped and confronted. So there's a part of even what I'm doing. I'm making a stand and say, this is not okay. And especially at a leadership level, and especially at a giant leadership, someone who has great impact in the body of Christ, you have more accountability. The well, more I mean, that it says, don't we, they, 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 they have to have a stricter judgment. If you're a teacher, they're in a stricter judgment. That's a, that would be this case. That would be both cases that we've talked about today, both of the big ones. That would have to be a stricter judgment according to the New Testament. Exactly, Steve. And yeah. that's just what comes to you quickly. You know that that's biblical yeah. sound teaching is yeah. that it's not the same as like, well, you know, I've done things. That, no, it's like when you are. That's why we talk about a, a giant, a spiritual giant because of of the level of following you have. And especially when, you know, to the degree even your your ministry is characterized by intimacy, presence and integrity and purity and things like that the level of hypocrisy just heightens it's we'll like you're it. betraying your own you're betraying your own message you're be, everything you stand for and have stood for is sort of being betrayed by the very things you're about to be caught doing because you've been doing it for years right in the middle it's weird to me what what so, people can justify for a long period of time while Ushering in the Holy Spirit. It's crazy. You know that, like you've told yeah. several times, is what you saw in your own father. Yeah. And so this this is, I'm going to, you know, people have heard the terminology Ichabod, and well, Ichabod's going to be writ written on it, but we need to understand even where that came from. And that name Phineas has an occurrence, a secondary occurrence in the scripture, and it's in First uh, Samuel chapter 4 and verse 19, and is speaking of Eli. Now his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, was with child due to be delivered. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and gave birth for her labor pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, Do not fear, for you have born a son. But she did not answer, nor did she regard it. Then she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel, which is what the name means. Because the ark of God had been captured and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured. So it has been used in storylines of 
yeah, that ministry is Ichabod written on it. It's like there's been such an offense to God that he shut he shut it down. Now, what we need to make clear from this storyline that we're, the very storyline we're we're talking about is First Samuel chapter three, just uh, the chapter before, verse eleven. First Samuel three eleven. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Then the Lord said to Samuel, this is young Samuel, just starting, starting out his prophetic ministry. Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Mm-hmm. This is worth saying for today. I will do something in the body of Christ at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And what is it? What is it? Again, this is when they're fighting the Philistines. You would think God would be bashing the Philistines, the deep state, the uh, whatever. Yeah. Illuminati, the enemies. In that day, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. So the prophet did not restrain. And you're like, what was he restraining him from? So if you go back to chapter two, just one chapter previous to that, and you see what they were doing, verse 22 now Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who assembled at the tabernacle oh, wow. door of the tabernacle of meeting. When it says they lay, that means sexual yeah. interaction. I, I forgot are, that part of the story. I didn't know what there's. I was wondering if that was strange fire and all that. This was that. This is the same thing we're talking about. It, and so just for ears of those even directing IHOP right now, your accountability before the Lord. Eli faced a judgment because of what he knew. He says, what you knew was happening and you did not restrain it. And so there is there is an accountability for being a leader in the body of Christ yeah. and, and knowing this. And Ichabod was specifically written because leaders, spiritual leaders, were not saying it's wrong for their ministers to lay with the women who assemble there, that they're messing with the congregation. Wow. So. And again, it's it's worth saying the Lord said, I want I got to say this one more time. I feel like the Holy Spirit saying in that verse 11, behold, I will do something at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. So we cannot be talking about what God's cleaning up in, in society and in the deep state and the Illuminati and essentially a lot of the similar behavior. They take it even to the next level. We cannot have this in the body of Christ and be pointing a finger out there because it's a little bit worse. He's like, yeah, the Philistines, they worship Dagon. You all worship me, but you're allowing this. And so there is a judgment that's upon it. So I just let that fear of the Lord be be released there. So, Steve, I want to address, um, you know, why leaders defend each other. And and because that's that's what gets asked and thought often. And 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 then we're going to go into, you know, the top three defenses we heard, what, what people are asking even about these type of situations they, yeah. as, they, as they come out. But why leaders defend each other? Number one, because this is what's happening even right now. Either they're compromised themselves. There is something to watch. And I'm not accusing everybody who's 
stood up for Mike as being compromised. I'm just saying that's one of the reasons. We found that. I have history, decades of it. I've watched it. The quickest to rush. Sometimes they're like the naive followers as well that that fell for them and like, no, they're too pure and too good. Uh, and so they, they their own uh, inability to believe that this leader could do it. But so much of the quick coming to say, no, this man could not have done it is are those that have their own things. And then number two, I know this, too, from having met with hundreds of pastors, thousands, ultimately, who we've ministered to and all that kind of stuff. Um they are aware and scared of their own fragility, their own humanity, their own vulnerability. And they, they start thinking of, boy, if, if that happened to me, would I want my whole ministry to be, you know, eradicated and done for and, and et cetera, et cetera. And they think through those that, that grid and, and, and they think how they would want absolvement. And they often are ones even in their own scary thoughts in their moments of weaknesses are considering crossing those lines. And so they're, you know, they're, 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 they're projecting ahead in case. And so they want, they really want to cover each other in case this should happen to them. Well, instead of that, except the other option is get the fear of the Lord for your assignment. It is a position of trust. It is a massive trust to be trust, to be, a pastoral minister yeah. where people come in and bear their hearts, lay it mm. all out. They trust you at that level. It's a big deal. And if you violate it, it is a big deal. And so don't try to minimize it like, well, I'm human. And no, it's, it's not. That's why scripture has standards for it. And what you can do, you're, uh, this is just a little bit for some people out there, for ministers out there, your scary thoughts of, oh man, the stuff, I've thought of that stuff myself. Well, your scary thoughts are not just yet. Take it to the Lord, repent, and all that kind of stuff. And again, you get clear instantly with the Lord when it's just a thought. It's your action when you then incorporate somebody that crosses a line. But your thoughts also let you know where your weakness is so that you don't get near it. It's like, it, if do not be having the women alone in your office counseling. Do not take them on trips alone. Yeah, there's something about people make provision for the flesh if you did that, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah. if you know that, especially if you know there's a woman you're attracted to in your in your ministry, you put more safeguards up. You you have more barriers there. So your scary thoughts don't mean you're almost just as guilty. It's telling you you better take up more precautions. Yes, you're human, you're male, but there is a standard. There is a standard that the Lord requires of his ministers, and the people need to be able to trust the shepherds. The, the sheep do not need to feel like they're going to be gone after sexually. And it's not okay that they have an anointing. And so therefore, we, you know, if we have to sacrifice a few female sheep, it's not always the females, but it, it's okay to sacrifice a few female sheep so that they can keep releasing their anointing. No, it's not. You're like, what about David? Well, we could have a long discourse about David, because what they all do is they wrap themselves in David. Uh, yeah. And this is, yeah. Mike has done that. This is, this is a thing I've seen throughout. They wrap themselves in David. Well, you know, he has the Bathsheba thing. Well, if you, if you've forgotten what happened from, uh, from that, it was very severe in his life, in his legacy, on his kids, where he had in his own children, incest, and then taking out and, you know, Absalom 
Adonijah sleeping with his wives in public. It was and all of that happened after David sinned, right? After Nothing. David sinned, it introduced yeah. it into his lineage wow. at a whole nother level. And God had told him the sword's not going to depart from your household, which is all all again after his sin. The, and the sword didn't depart, and he didn't have and 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 what he released into his legacy, and it even talked about. Uh, there's a scripture I meant to write it, find it, put it there. He did not like to say no to his kids, and so why don't you say no to your kids? Because you're not saying no to yourself. And so when you don't say no to yourselves, you don't say no to your kids. And all of a sudden you have a whole culture where it turns into this thing where Phineas has to rise up and say, this is not acceptable. Again, this is not encouraging an accu accusational uh, um, modality attitude in the body of Christ. Watch yourself from uh, from that. But this this is saying there is a standard that the Lord um, calls us to. And we cannot we cannot say all of a sudden that it's OK to have done things like spiritually seduce. And I just have seen this over and over and over young women, especially. And it, it's not it doesn't always just happen with the young women, but it's the easy. And for some reason, it usually is the younger, attractive women that you have the 40 and 50 year old guys finding some reason to be with them and then to cross the lines in different ways. And it's amazing, this same thing I've watched, where they pray together for the Lord to forgive them. So this is how they this is how they cover this thing up. And it just <clears throat> it's uh, it, it's displeasing to the Lord. It's below the standard that's acceptable for a minister of the gospel. So are you talking about when you just gave that example right there um, and the, the father bear came out of you? Are you talking about they send a. a, a, a a leader, let's say, and a woman, I guess you're referring to, then they pray together that God will forgive, and then they go right back at it, and then they just keep praying. Is that it's, what you mean, or is, what are you it, describing? It is, but it's it's like they're done with this, whatever sexual thing it's they're over, doing. There's nothing to worry about now. Yeah. No, no, and it's, I, I still refuse, even the way you just said it, then they go back to doing it, because I just say that the person that is under the spiritual uh, uh, shepherding of a leader such as this, it's it's never and it's not a balanced thing. It's not an it's equal. Not, it's, it's not, 50, not they're 50. doing something together. Think yeah. pedophilia. Think spiritual yeah. pedophilia. Is a three year older and a twenty five year older? Is that something they're yeah. doing? It's not. I hear you. It's the same. If someone's just come, if they're uh, young in the Lord, and yeah, later on they're no longer young in the Lord, but it started when they're young in the Lord, and they yeah. just never broke. And yeah. so it it goes on and on and on. But yet, it's part of. The, the conscience of the pastor knows he's done something wrong. And so, but he gets them involved in the prayer as well. So there's some double absolvement of it. It's sick. Um, all the way. There's, yeah. There's manipulation and, and yeah, there's a whole bunch of manipulation. I, I have two questions I want to ask you. So leave time for that, but I don't do Go uh, for it. Okay. Well, the first one uh, is there's a scripture that talks about, have nothing to do with these deeds of darkness. In fact, don't even talk about it, but rather, so I always think about the part, we shouldn't even talk about these bad things, right? But then it says, but rather expose them. Now, I don't have the reference for that. Maybe you know what the reference is, but I. it was quoted it, today. Ephesians, I think, by the show. Is it? Ephesians 5.11. And so and, is what we're doing, what you're doing, even today, we talk about Earl Paul, Bishop Paul in the 90s, whatever, and, and this one, but there's many, many more. Are we exposing it? Is that part of what we're doing here? We're exposing the work yes. of darkness according to the scripture. 
and let me frame it just in a, in a little wider way. So, because one of the questions people ask, and, and and they actually go to, we'll say, three observations or accusations, those that are defending the minister, they'll say, well, aren't we just supposed to forgive them? And um, back to, I already sort of addressed that. There is like, if if they've just offended God, they get forgiveness that way. If you offend this way, you have to handle it in a different way. But here's the question. Do you forgive or expose predatory behavior? I had that in my notes, and it goes to the very scripture you brought up. Um, do you forgive or expose predatory behavior that has not been repented of? And you expose it. Think of, you know, a wolf. A wolf that's out there that does a... Uh, does does it, what how, what is a sheep supposed to do when they know a wolf's there? This goes into another thing, and it's often just a little bit, but we have to mention it too. Steve is even in the situation again. I'm going to say with Mike, it was what came out of that inter, interaction dialogue. He's insisting that all women who might have something to say about him and what he did, they must come to him because that's Matthew 18 privately, right? Wasn't he trying to get them to come to him privately? And actually, even this if, really, really, really and he said, even if I only email, but they need to come to me. So, so is it, let me just make this very clear. Matthew 18 is not for the abused to have to face their abusers. That's because that's what I consider. Say it again. Say it again. Matthew 18 is not about the abused having to come to face the abusers. And, and, to think of it this way, again, see, in terms of the flock and sheep, does a sheep have to dialogue with a wolf in order? No, you when you put it in those terms, it's that's uh, that's reducing it to the ridiculous, but you reduce it to the reality of people are asking them, uh, or if someone's saying they need to come tell the wolf, you're wrong. Yeah, I'm the wolf who tell the sheep to come here and confront me. Hello, no, that doesn't, that doesn't make sheep. sense. No. You go to the sheep and you warn them. So these ladies, whoever's standing up, I can't tell you how hard it is. They should be applauded. It's heroic. I don't yeah. know. You know, they're doing it with multiple tears, breaking down uh, emotionally. Uh, you know, the grace of God around the people that are validating them. Thank God for the leaders, even around IHOP, that are strengthening and validating the women there because this is what what needs to happen. It is extremely, extremely hard to do what they're doing for so, so many reasons, uh, spiritual, we didn't even talk about the spiritual pressures for them to, uh, uh, to keep hiding it, but they do not. And nobody else has to go confront. If there are any other women in IHOP, you do not have to go say, meet directly with, to fulfill scripture. You do not need to directly meet with Mike Bickle and in no other place, because I'm giving principles in general, in no place is it required of you. If you've been spiritually, sexually abused, and I considered abuse if there's disparate, a spiritual leader and someone who was a baby Christian compared to him at when the time this thing began. This is this is not some equal thing uh, at all. This is something you were taking advantage of, whether you know it or not. And whether, you know, they know in, in cases, even in incest, there's, you know, seven-year-old girls will blame themselves for it. That you can't, there's no blaming oh, wow. yourself for that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a dynamic. So anyway, uh, say that one more time. It is a not that Matthew 18 is not for the abuse to have to face um, the abuse. In, in other words, like if there were, I'm just going to make up an if there were five more women who had similar experiences with 
whoever, either who we're talking about, whoever, whether it's Mike or anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. anyone. And, and they know they've had it. They don't have to say, well, at least I'll bring my husband and we'll confront him. Or at least I'll bring a friend and we'll con-. They don't have to confront him at all, I think you're saying. Uh, but maybe they, what- they, they have, they may be courageous enough. And we have through the years, one of those are courageous enough to take it to them. And they've gotten strong enough to tell them, you took advantage of me in, yeah, in that. Okay. Um, that was one of the situations we had of a national, international leader that the woman got strong enough and she wanted to tell him to his face. Wow. Uh, and so and that was her great. desire. She was, was going to be uh, healing for her. Okay. Here's my other question, Johnny. Um, Cause I already asked you, I'm going to ask it again. Cause I don't think I got the answer yet. Um, not your fault because we're, we're going all over the place. I, this is, I honestly want to know the answer to this. And I, and it's an open, open, real question to me. How concerned is God for the reputation now of IHOP? Is he going to move heaven and earth to keep that whole organization together because this is an awful thing that happens? Is he going to say, look, if it crashes, it crashes? Where does God weigh in on this thing? Well, to answer that as well, there is that, that is one of the things. This thing is what goes on through the body of Christ. And I know how they speak at leaders. Like, no, we really need his anointing. And so this is, I could tell you the stories and the situations from recent years. Y'all would know what we're talking about. We need somebody's anointing, so we need to try to figure out how to cover this up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, we don't. And and it it that's why I, that I was telling the story of Phineas first. It releases defilement even to the next generation. Uh, and that's why we were showing there was a plague that was stayed because someone rose up and said, no, you know, it doesn't really matter. This person's level of, quote, anointment, anointing, um, this is the anointing has to be carried with character. And when when you fall below the acceptable standard and particularly when it goes into sexual immorality and particularly 10 times worse than sexual immorality is when you do it in a grooming, spiritually manipulative fashion. Um, when you do it that way, again, I say I, 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 I liken it to spiritual pedophilia. Is, yeah. is what's going on pedophilia in a spiritual in a spiritual way and so yes we want we would love people that have the anointing carry the anointing to be able to do so for a long time there's a history of people who are highly anointed not being able to carry it that long because they do allow themselves things that the lord does not want them to allow they allow themselves they'll start drinking more than they can they'll 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 take money that they're not supposed to take they'll take they'll go for the gold the girls uh, the glory, those three, the yeah. three G's, they'll steal gold, glo- glory and g- girls in ways that they're not allowed to. And so then they find out they weren't as important because that's one of the things the enemy is telling them. It's like Samson's like, oh, you're so important. You can do this. You can take Delilah. It's no big deal. Look, you still have anointing. And so for a while, it seems like you still do have an anointing. And then, as I said about Samson, and he wished not the spirit of God had left him. He didn't know that Ichabod had happened. And so that's that's what uh, that's what took place. So, no, uh, to answer that question, um, they can hear, you know, people want well, what what are his options? And someone like Mike, again, I'm not saying Mike, we'll just say someone like Mike. Well, you know, trust is huge. And 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 once lost, you, just like in a marriage, it, you can never demand it or maybe even expect it. Um, but if you humbly walk out your restoration. As a gift, you may get uh, the trust back. 
trust may come back to you because people observe and say, wow, he did that authentically. He did that humbly. He did that with brokenness. He confessed it all. And so therefore I'm going to follow him. It'll still be, you know, those who want to be enemies are going to stay. They're going to have fuel forever. And it's a bit, it's why it's, it's a, it's a big deal. So there's, you cannot expect trust anymore after that. There is a place where whatever anointing is still on Mike could be available to the body of Christ in some way. He might have to serve in a different level, but it, it cannot get there without him being fully open. I mean, you have to t- tell everything bad that he ever did, but anything that uh, he, he Holy Spirit lets him know what you have to come clean on. By saying anything, it means there are other people you don't want to expose other people's uh, to embarrassment and other things because of what you did. And yeah. so there is there are questions to be asked in that way. But there is you when you confess, you say, this is not the only thing I've done. I've also done this and I've done this with others. And I've done and I've also uh, seduced and groomed and I've manipulated and I've this and I'm, you know, you just you you fall uh, at the mercy of God. You fall on your knees before him and you like you're going to be uh, you're going to be clean. So once you do that, you have so it, you don't have to be thrown away. It's not like, well, you sin, you get thrown out. No, it doesn't have to be that. There is restoration. You who are spiritual restore, but we got to change the standard. That I mean, some of the ministers that fell, um, you know, Jimmy Swagger, you know, our our years were the '88 when that whole all, whole fell, that whole group fell, and both of them lost. There was a Jim Baker and then Jimmy Swagger, and they were at each other's and accusing each other and. And eventually, no one ever came back to the way they were. I think Jim Baker got in a place of humility, and and he went to prison, and then he came in. That you know, God, he's done, God's done with him. What he's done with them, but Jimmy Swagger had a much smaller ministry after that. Um, and but that's okay. His God blessed him in a in a more intimate way, which might have been better. Hey, I have a I have one more question. If you got, yeah. here's the question. There are thousands. I don't know what the number would be because some of them probably did this all online, but who are part of the, they used to call it Harp and Bowl. I don't know if they still call it that. The whole IHOP, Harp and Bowl, worship and pray 24-7. What word would you give to the absolutely innocent worshipers, prayers, who now they're looking at this thing and saying the whole thing must have been a lie. I feel like I've wasted all these years praying and worshiping because if God could bless him in that, it was all a lie. If that's what they conclude, then I feel like just throwing it out. What would you say to those? And that really is just a fantastic uh, question, Steve, and really most relevant as we're going into close here. Um, And that is the saddest part is the effect on those who were sincere believers and, and trusting and, took him at face value and believed, um, you know, what what Mike for everything he was saying. And so you, you don't, you find you lose the ability to separate the scripture speaks of separating the precious from the worthless. Mm. And you've heard the expression throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And so there is, there's a tendency to throw out the baby. There's a throw a tendency, not be able to separate the precious from, from the worthless um, and I'll, I'll, along what you're speaking, uh, Steve, I also, you know, I saw and heard that there is, um, saw pictures of former IHOP 
Kansas City staff silently protesting, going to the prayer room, putting on red tape on their mouth with truth. They're not allowed to say the truth. And and there was 20 of them. Is that, um, you think, is that a literal? Was that really happening? Oh, it's literal. It, I saw the pictures. They're in the prayer room. Oh, it's literally uh, someone took a picture of it. Yeah, in IHOP. There, there are former IHOP staff, at least 20, who have been in the prayer room and making their protests known. What does that mean, Johnny? What is that? What are they? Pro- They're saying truth can't be told. Truth is not being told here. Okay. They're saying <laughs> they're saying they're not allowed this thing to really come. Yeah. Out. Okay. They're saying okay. it's being buried. They're saying it's being buried. Okay. So wow. This is to commend them is rather than for the moment, rather than running off and saying to heck with all this. Um, they're they're staying in there and saying this. Somebody's got to make a stand. In wow. a way, they're saying like, okay, is is there a Phineas here? Is there something righteous that will rise up here and say, okay, this is not permitted here? And um, and so, but specifically with what you're saying, um, um, Steve, you have to know. And for those of you who are listening, those who are part of and who've received from IHOP for the years, um, that is a devastating thing. Even these leaders. Um, you know, I, I saw what was written by Alan Hood saying he still called Mike Bickle my spiritual father. He wow. didn't even say he used to be. There was my spiritual father. I've wept. Uh, and I don't know how he said it, you know, just wept till he can't weep anymore about discovering this. And that's really so healthy on both fronts to be able to um, to say that, that to acknowledge that he learned much from him. Because here's the reality. Even people who are failing morally. It doesn't mean there is a gift. There isn't a gift. And it doesn't mean that they're lying to you about truth. Now, um, it, to the you know to the degree they do more and more and more of this, it, you start seeing and they start inserting it in messages and, and manipulating with it is where it starts going awry. But they can they can be particularly in the initial stages. They can be ones that are telling you a truth and the truth about prayer. Like you don't need Mike Bickle um, to reinforce how important prayer is. You know, the scriptures, my house will be called a house of prayer. That Paul, New Testament, pray without ceasing. And just you look up the word prayer, it's all over. David says, morning, noon, and at night will I pray. I'll lift my uh, cry to you, O Lord. And so prayer um, is just, it, it's a non-negotiable for a believer. Like there's something you do and live. And you can say, you know, maybe formulas attached to it that came out of Mike or IHOP. You can think about and challenge, okay, does 24-7 ensure that there's going to be an apostolic release on your city? Well, you know it's not going to be that if there's this kind of corruption. You know, if there's a defilement like this, how in the world is that going to? So you just separate that out say, hey, maybe we haven't seen how much good 24-7 might do in a city. If there is purity up and down, uh, yeah, I mean that's right there is a mouthful, isn't it? What if, what if the same exact twenty four seven, what had been done these whole same years with 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 purity, at the top? I mean uh, that there's probably no comparison of what we would be seeing. Would be yeah, I guess exactly. So, and you know the the focus I've had for prayer is to be followed with action, and that the idea of just twenty four seven. And with praying that we're going to change everything without being involved in society itself, yeah, um, that's, true, that's true. where I believe there's a, 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 a 
you know, a weakness to the plan. We'll put it that way, that there has to be an understanding that we have to show up. We have to be salt and light in government and media education, all areas of society. And I will tell you, if you do that, you're going to pray because you run into such big enemies that you realize, oh, my goodness, I need to be prepared in prayer. And so there's something about when you just pray in the vacuum, it doesn't do it. incontrovertible, if that's the way to say that, that God heard every one of your prayers that you prayed the whole time. They have been filling up the bowls, right? That's just biblical. Anything you did in sincerity and with sincerity towards the Lord, he receives it as such. You know, I was telling you, this bishop that we end up finding out is engaged in every kind of malfeasance um, that included pedophilia, financial stuff, everything else. Um, we were triple tithing. And so we we started regular tithing and then double tithing and then triple wow. tithing, and doing all kinds of free work um, um, with things we could do, volunteer work as well. And so there is, you know. Well, anyway, the, you're uh, looking at you today. You're, you're promoted, promoted, promoted by the Lord. And so you are doing things in the middle of impurity, but got, it is still counted to you for righteousness, what you did. Yeah, that's why where I wanted to go with this, Steve, is important is that, you know, after the fact, because when you're like, damn, how did I not see that? How did I not? Because you get on yourself for not seeing it and other people yeah. are telling you you didn't believe them and all that kind of stuff. And so then I go to the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry for giving. I was that just wasted seed. And he's like, no, 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 no. You did it as unto me. There so to the degree, like if, if I gave to win his approval or something, if there is twisted motivation in what I did, but to the degree your motivation was pure. Yeah. And this is again, all those involved in this ministry, we're hearing this type of thing is being exposed all over the place. So this goes to this is, this is not you know just to be about Mike. This is to be something for the body of Christ in general. Whatever you gave your time, your effort, your money, and you did it genuinely thinking it's for the advancement of the kingdom of God. It gets credited to you that way. And you can ask the Lord, say, Lord, remember what I gave, the yeah. prayers, my work, my giving. Uh, you can, your Lord, if you remember this scripture, I think the Holy Spirit just dropped it in me right now. It's like um, Jesus in the New Testament tells um, a man, it says, your alms have come up uh, as a remembrance. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. I wasn't one of his disciples. But part I remember is that your alms, your your giving has come up for remembrance. So there's a favor coming to this man because... You know, one of them, I think, was like he was either a centurion or just a Gentile, yeah. one of them, or both. And yeah, his alms, go tell him. You know, I think this is the guy that got the Holy Spirit and the Lord all at the same. But same here's time. This. yeah. Here's where I'm going with it, Steve. Where would those alms have been going? They would have been going to if it went to religious, it would have been to the fair all the, the Pharisees, the whole movement that's well, against that's true, Jesus. Isn't it? Good point. So, like they'd be giving to all the wrong causes, but in his heart, he thought he was giving to the right cause. Yeah, really good. And so point. the Lord says that came up for remembrance. So don't let it shipwreck your faith. And and know that all your hours, all your attention, however, to the degree you just, uh, you know, there's those of you that's coming to me. You just you spent hours even in tears in the prayer room. That that was real. It was your reality. And just because there's a failure somewhere else does not make it uh, your your failure. 
and it still gets credit to you. Every tear, every uh, uh, every expression of love you gave to the Lord is still valid. And so you move forward. This is what the Christian life is about. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, yeah, and there's a lot of stories out and about where people said, so-and-so led me to the Lord. And I came, I'm, I worship him today because he led me. I worship the Lord because he led me there. And that guy fell away, became an apostate that led him. That, But the salvation is secure. The salvation was in fact secured, right? So, yes. And let me see if, if I truly do remember this scripture just coming uh, to mind, but I'm not sure usually how to reference it. So I'm going to see if it's right here. Um, wow. It, it goes into, okay. Well, this wasn't even it, but David says, you number my wanderings, put my tears into your bottle. Wow. Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, and there's another place that essentially says that how the Lord says he counts every one of his tears. He remembers it all. But this thing you remember, you number my wanderings. So when you go in and out of even movements and churches, because, again, people have had uh, if you've been serving the Lord long enough, you've gone through a church situation that's not fantastic. That would be considered a wandering. So he's like, he knows your wanderings in your pursuit of truth. You did the best you could. And you went here for a while and you found out, oh, my goodness, that place, whether it's that kind of mess up or not, he's in it all. So you just consider it part of your journey with the Lord moving forward. You don't allow it to shipwreck your faith. That's really good. Really, 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 really good, Johnny. I'm glad we finished with that because it's so important so that we don't we don't want shipwrecked faith. It's okay to be disappointed a momentarily disillusioned, but you know, for for 24 hours maybe, but then you kind of buck up and say, everything you did was to the Lord was not, you know, a cat cur likes to say, the Father loves to write down things. It's all written down, you know, like you just, you, you didn't even find the scripture maybe you were looking for, but it was that exact description. It's all numbered, yeah. it's all written down. Yeah, it's that one, it's that one. Yeah, so, wow. Amazing. So, well, Johnny, would you uh, close us out by praying yeah. for the people? So this will be this is good. Yeah. And let me just add to what Steve said. He says, you know, 24 hours. If it's there is a grieving and to the degree, you, the closer you are in, the more you may have to grieve yeah. uh, what you have discovered and what you're discovering, whether it's that situation or another one. Sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, my goodness. And so we are given and, and it's not identified as only 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, that's just so you can get stuck. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're saying it's because like you can get stuck there. And so and and the the sooner you give yourself freedom to just grieve it and not get stuck, then you move forward and you make sure you have friends around you to assist you in the process of, of moving forward. So, Lord, we just thank you for assisting us uh, today on a tough topic, tough subject, one that I don't enjoy um, doing as well, Lord. But my spirit was uh, riled and roused. And for there's a reason you. Uh, had Elizabeth and I go what we went through and and we do yeah. hear from uh, so many in these type of programs those that have experienced um, mistreatment misused by the body of Christ particularly the leaders and that they've been told that they are just you know they just need to shut up uh, they're thrown under the bus because you know the kingdom must go on and so these people are more important than whether you got abused or not so 
Lord, I just ask that you would minister to those people specifically at this time, those that have felt like they were run over by the leadership bus in the body of Christ, those that Mm. suffer from the mafia mentality in the body of Christ. Lord, I ask that you would right now, Holy Spirit, just do what only you can do, which is go to that deep place, that place of comfort, that place of counsel, that you would release your presence, your touch, your love um, over that person, their heart, their soul, Lord. Just allow them to feel safe with you, be opened up to you. And Lord, let your spirit come rushing in and restore them. Lord, in these things going on in the body of Christ uh, right now, as we talked about Mike, that was just really an example of what's going on all over the place, Lord, where uh, you are calling your church up, your body up, and you're saying, hey, we're not just getting rid of uh, mafia stuff that's out there in the other mountains, but this has got to stop in my house as well. So, Lord, we just ask you to assist us in this upgrade. I ask that your spirit would be released, Lord, into every place that this broadcast goes, into all the nations, Lord, that cleanup time in the body of Christ would take place. Not environment of accusation, but yes, an environment where there is no shame in pointing out wolves. There is no shame in pointing out predatory behavior. And that it's called that. It's predatorial behavior when a minister, when a pastor, when a leader would use his place of spiritual influence to, in some way, manipulate Mm. a a member of your congregation, one of your lambs, Lord, into moral moral seduction through what they are doing, Lord. Let Let that stop. Let it be stopped. Let there be boldness arise in your sons and daughters to no longer allow that, to no longer permit that to exist, that those who are being manipulated, even right now, Mm. Lord, women, and this is sometimes with men as well, but women that are being, even at this time, some who are listening even right now, who are being used in this kind of way and being manipulated and being manipulated and and told that really, if they would come uh, with truth, if they would speak up, that they would do great damage to the kingdom of God, that they would have the fortitude that is necessary to step up uh, with yeah. with the truth that's necessary to stop predatorial behavior in the household of God. It must stop now. Lord, I just thank you for a release of your fear in a proper way yeah. through your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. This was a very, very important uh, broadcast today, that's for sure. You know, so, yeah, boy, we could talk a long time too, but that's really, really good. I. It's really interesting also that you talked about the tape over their their mouth. Has this been going on for a number of days? Is it like it's been? I don't know if it's more than one day, but it's at least one day. Wow. Yeah, I can just see a purity of motive there. And, you know, sometimes, wow, that's that's profound. But for those of those that are being brave, no matter which part you come in on, whether they're victim or innocent or whatever, Everyone's got an opportunity to be brave, and and uh, and you're you're so right too. Of course, that some of them may need to grieve a lot more in 24 hours. They may need a year. You never know. It depends on the person. But anyway, yeah, so right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. And tomorrow is Donna Clement Petruska. Petruska, uh, always very good. Yes. I forgot. If you give me a chance, you're probably yeah. going to ask me anyway. Yeah, but go ahead. Restore Seven TV. We've been telling you about that. R Seven. Uh, yes. TV and 
this is um, this is our new platform. Uh, right you know, think, yeah, think yeah. we've told you about it. Netflix for the kingdom. And instead of being comedy horror or whatever else like that is the seven mountains. And we have already over 40 presenter there presenters there. and People love it. So sign yeah. up for it. It's totally uh, it's totally free. And that's what they did it for. These people spent uh, most of them spent their own money and time wow. to produce stuff. And we vetted um, we vetted the, the programs and particularly my next generation led by my son-in-law, Chris, did. And they did an amazing job. And we just think uh, you're going to really uh, enjoy that as well. To tell you one more time, yeah, the Rise book, R-I-S-E is um, also available. It was not for for a long time. And particularly if you can go get it at Amazon. Um, number one, it makes it easier on our shipping here. And, okay, so and you actually prefer them to go to Amazon. So Amazon, yes. and they type in what? What do they type in? Um, Rise, R-I-S-E, uh, Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow. If you put those two, it'll it'll make it um, the book. It, it's, okay. uh, you know, here's what it looks like in case you rise. It's just rise. A reformer's handbook for the seven mountains, Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow. Um, but this just tells everything about where we're going. It has an amazing chart and back, and it's just, it's such a, a great resource um, that you have to read it to understand. This is not like any rehashed anything you get from anybody. And so um, we're high on it because it came from a high level of revelation as well. So Yeah, sounds good. All right, everybody, thank you very much. We'll see you at 11 o'clock in the morning. Have a great day. Merry Christmas continuing, and see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.